Hello, hola, and konnichiwa. I am your host, Daniel Gumby Vreeland, and this is the Prelim Primer, the one and only podcast out there fully dedicated to the curtain jerkers. I, of course, am talking about those fighting on the upcoming prelims of UFC fight cards. Now, we were away last week, but this week coming up is UFC in Senjin, China. That's right, they're heading to China, and as you guys know, on this podcast, we are only going to be looking at the prelim portion of that card. Now, if you're new to the show, you might be asking yourself, why are we only talking about the prelim portion of the card? It's a whole bunch of people we know nothing about, and that's the reason why we're looking at the prelim portions, right? You guys know nothing about a lot of these brand new people. There's tons of debutants on this card, and we want to make sure that you guys have that information. So if you go to Gamble, or maybe you play a little daily fantasy sports, you want to make sure that you have up-to-date information on these people so that you don't get beat by somebody who's more knowledgeable than you on it. And you came to the right place because we're going to help you out. And speaking of Daily Fantasy Sports, while we're at it, I want to tell you guys about the exclusive sponsor of this podcast. We are exclusively sponsored by BSMMA.com, which is changing the way you play Daily Fantasy Sports for MMA because they're getting rid of pesky salary caps. That's right. You don't have to worry about pesky salary caps anymore. Instead, you can just pick the fighters you are sure are going to win. You can pick how they win, and then you can pick in what round you think they win. And that's it. They're simplifying it so that the person who knows the most is the person who wins, not the person who happened to get the fighter with the most leg kicks or, you know, the most jabs and those rack up points. No, no, no. It's the person who knows the most about MMA wins. And isn't that what we all want from daily fantasy sports? And if you want to check this out for yourself, I highly suggest heading to their site right now because we've got a free exclusive to this podcast contest using the contest code prelim13, P-R-E-L-I-M-1-3. You're going to plug that in after you make your account. You're going to get a free contest that you can win a $20 Amazon gift card. So check that out for free and make your picks today. And to help you out with those picks over on BSMMA.com, I, of course, have enlisted in the help of a very savvy co-host. Joining me today is the co-owner of MMA DNA. I have Marcel Dorf with me today. Marcel, thanks so much for joining me. Hey, man, no problem. Thanks for having me, man. Looking forward to do this with you. And, uh, yeah, always cool to talk fights. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to the first time on this show. So uh, let's get this thing started, man. All right, let's get this thing started. And as you guys know, we start with five minutes in the first round. And we're going to start this round by talking about Derek Krantz versus Kanan Song. So Derek Krantz just had his UFC debut. He's 0-1 with the loss only to Vicente Luque, which it's hard to tell that with a you know short-notice fight. Uh, and Kanan Song's 2-1. He's coming off of a loss to Alex Morano. Marcel, my question for you is, how do you think Derek Krantz is going to look in a full fight camp versus how he looked not in a full fight camp. I think he will look pretty good, actually. I mean, Derek Kranz is pretty much a, a guy who fought everywhere at the regional scene in the U.S. Uh, fought in LFA, which uh, which is a pretty pretty good uh, organization, I think. Um, fought, fought, did, did fought there for the title, I think, against Nakashima, but lost by split decision. But besides that, before his uh, Luke loss, he was like, uh, he won seven of his uh, last eight fights before that. And uh, he looked great. I was happy he got the chance uh, to get in the UFC. And now taking on, like you said, the, the Chinese guy, uh, Kenan Song. Song Kenan. Um, yeah, I think he will do pretty well, man, honestly. Yeah, and I like, uh, I've always really liked his groundwork, which obviously he was never going to be able to get going versus Vicente Luque, especially taking the fight on, on three or four days' notice. Do you think he can get that going versus Song Kanan? 
I definitely think he can, man. I think um, I think this is a perfect style matchup for him, honestly. I think uh, Derek Kranz, uh, we actually saw in the Luke fight, he, he didn't look bad in the first two minutes, but after that it was all Luke. But uh, yeah, definitely, I think he can uh, he can uh, use his uh, ground game pretty much against uh, Song Kanan. And yeah, it's... definitely. Yeah, and especially when you look at who Song's lost to, too, right? Because Song lost to Alex Morano, who's a guy who, like Krantz, likes to take a guy down and beat him up a little bit. And he beat guys who like to stand and bang, Bobby Nash and Hector Aldana. So uh, I think this is a perfect storm, like you said, for Derek Krantz. And my official prediction, I'm going to go Derek Krantz by TKO um, probably pretty early, either in the first or second round. How about you? Yeah, I'm with you there, man. I think uh, he gets him to the ground and he finishes with some ground and pound for probably second round. Yeah. Uh, all right, there you have it. So the second fight we're going to talk about is Demir Ismagulov versus Tiago Moises. So Ismagulov is 2-0 in the UFC. He won decision victories over Joey Alvarez and Alex Gorgis. Uh, Tiago Moises, he's 1-1 in the UFC. He did lose in his debut on short notice to Benil Dariush, but then he turned around and beat a very tough Kurt Holobaugh. So my problem here, and the question I'm going to ask you, is Moises has been known to concede a takedown or two. He likes to grapple, so sometimes somebody shoots a takedown, he doesn't fight it with everything. Does that get him in trouble against somebody like Demir Ismagulov? Yeah, that's that's difficult to say because Demir likes to stand and bang as well, man, besides of going to the ground. So uh, it's, it's it's pretty much what you say. Is Demir going to try to take him to the ground? And if he can take him to the ground, can he hold him there and do some damage? Um, it's a very good question, I think. Um, I think it can get him in trouble in this fight because Demir was pretty good overall. He's a very complete fighter. And, uh, yeah, I, I think this will get him in trouble if he can't stop the takedown. Yeah, and I, I certainly don't see this as a situation where Moises can sub him off the back because that is something he's done in the past too, right? Tiago Moises is a guy who isn't afraid to go for a submission off of his back, which is why he does, you know, sort of allow takedowns or not fight him off as much. Do you think he could sub him off of his back? No, I don't see it happening, honestly, man. I think Damir is, is a way to experience to to get in these kind of situations. I think if he gets top control, uh, he, he will probably uh, can do some damage, and I don't see uh, Thiago uh, getting the better of him when he's on his back. So so it sounds like you're with me on this one, too, and you're leaning Ismagulov, because I, I always was leaning this from the very beginning. Question is now, do you think he can get Thiago Moises out of there, or is this one that's going to go the full 15? I think it will go to full 15. Thiago is tough, and uh, I think Damir will uh, will do enough to get the decision win, but uh, I don't see him finishing the fight. I think Thiago is a very tough fighter. All right, so there you have it. That is our first round. Both fights we're in full agreement on. We're going decision for Ismagulov and finish for Krantz, which means we might get a little bit more interesting in the second round, but we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. best part about playing daily fantasy sports is showing your friends that you know more than they do so maybe you want to gather a whole bunch of friends around and get to bsmma.com when you're watching ufc in china now you might be getting up at three in the morning for this card but that doesn't mean you can't show your friends that you're smarter about these prelim fighters especially because you came to this podcast so start your own create a contest on bsmma.com it's really simple and really easy to do it all you do is you hit the create a contest option you can choose the size of the contest you want the entry fee the prize payout it's all customizable, which is the coolest thing about BSMMA.com. So make sure that you head on over there, create your own contest, and get your friends involved this weekend.
And we are back with round number two. We're going to put another five minutes on the clock. And we're going to start this round by talking about Anthony Hernandez versus Jung Young Park. So Anthony Hernandez, 0-1. Again, another guy who took a short notice fight. He got Anaconda choked by Marcus Perez. Park is making his UFC debut. He's 10-3. and He's got a couple of decent wins on his record, including a win over the PFL's Ray Cooper. Uh, both of these guys seem to like to move forward when they're on their feet, but kind of in different ways, right? Hernandez is a little bit more wildly aggressive. Park picks away. How do you think that plays out? Which one winds up taking the steps back? Man, um, I've been super big on Anthony Hernandez, man. I think he's such a huge talent. Um, didn't came through in, the, in his UFC debut so, uh, against Marcus Perez, but uh, impressed on the Contender Series. It's no contest because of the marijuana use or whatever. But uh, before that, in LFA, very good, uh, very good uh, win and, and the title win against Brandon Allen, who's in the UFC himself right now. Like we said, uh, Jun Young Park, uh, good win against Ray Cooper, three. Uh, and uh, it's already two years ago, I think. Um, man, I'm thinking. I think Anthony Hernandez will, will can definitely go in, uh, to win this fight, man. I think he will put on the pressure on Jan Young Park, and uh, I think I think this 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 fight up this matchup is a good good one for Anthony Hernandez personally. So yeah, uh, yeah. I agree with you there because I think Park is the type of guy who likes to move forward, but only does so with like little staying jabs and I feel like Anthony Hernandez's aggression is not going to be off put by a couple of jabs that dude comes swinging no matter what so uh, I I'm with you again here we, we might be three for three I, I'm going Anthony Hernandez and I think he gets the finish I, I'm gonna say in the first round how about you yeah I, I also think the same because like you said Anthony will go come and swing and I think he will hit him with a good shot and uh, probably will uh, take him out in the first round I, I'm with you there all right, so we're in agreement. Three for three now. Let's move on to another fight. Daun Jung is fighting Kadis Ibrahimov uh, at 205 pounds. This is the third opponent that Daun Jung has had for this fight, including Spyrovac Safarov and Jamal Hill were originally supposed to be his opponents. He is making his UFC debut. He's 11-2 with five straight stoppages due to strikes. Ibrahimov is 8-0, making his UFC debut. He's also got five straight finishes, including a bulldog choke in there. So uh, what do you think of Ibrahimov? Bragamoff as a late fill-in here. Is this a good signing for the UFC? Yeah, man, dude's a beast. Um, so as far as an M1, um, absolute beast. Uh, I, I I was waiting for him to go to the UFC. It was announced earlier uh, two months ago or a month ago, I think. But uh, yeah, he took the short notice fight, man. I was pretty surprised about that, honestly. But uh, yeah, dude has so much potential. And uh Man, I'm looking forward to this debut, man. In my opinion, the fight is getting better with uh, Kadis Ibrahimov, in my opinion. Yeah, I was actually thinking that, too. This is probably the worst-case scenario for Daun Jung because not that Safarov or Saparov and, and Jamal Hill aren't good opponents, but but I think he got the hardest of the three opponents here in the replacement. What, what particular do you like about Ibrahimov here? I like his, his, his control, his pressure. He's an all-round fighter, man. He, he he can do it on the ground. He's also good standing up. I think it's uh, like he's, it's it's a it's not a good matchup for Dan Young, man. In his in his debut, I think, uh, um, man, I, I'm high on Kadisa Ibrahimov. Like like I said uh, two times already, I think and. Uh, I think he will dominate him, man, honestly. That's my opinion. Yeah, and, and in this fight, too, the the thing that I think really seals the deal for him is that, like, 
if you look at his last fight in M1, it took him 30 seconds to get a takedown uh, because he's that good at grappling. And if you look at Da Eun Jung's last fight, he won a decision, but he won a decision in which he gave up like three or four or five takedowns and he got back up. But I don't think he's going to get back up against Zabragamov. Uh, so I- I'm going to go with uh, Kadis Ibrahimov uh, by early TKO as well. Because I think his top pressure is good. He's also aggressive on top too. So I'm going to go early TKO by ground and pound. How about you? I'm thinking of first round rear naked choke. All right. There you have it. We are done with the second round now. We got three more fights to get to in the third round. So those ones will have to be a little bit faster. And we'll get back, right back to those. After a word from our sponsor. So we talked about on BSMMA.com, the coolest features is the, the create a contest option, right? We already talked about that. We also talked about how they simplify d- daily fantasy sports and MMA just by doing, you know, picking the winner, picking the round, picking the method. But they also have a fun little bonus option. And this really proves how much you know about MMA. Maybe you know that your fighter is going to win, but not only do you know that they're going to win, and not only do you know they're going to win a decision, but you know they're going to grind them out with a whole bunch of takedowns. So they've got bonus options in there for proving that you knew the type of fight that fighter was going to fight. If you think you're going to get a ton of takedowns, slap on the AC Slater bonus and get three extra points every time they land a takedown. So if you've got a fighter that you're thinking that, maybe Weili Zhang versus Jessica Andrade, you think she's going to hit a whole bunch of takedowns, Pop on over there, pop the AC Slater bonus on, and you're good to go. So check that out. Check out all the bonuses and head over to bsmma.com. Now, back to the show. And we are back with round number three. I'm going to put another five minutes on the clock. And we're going to start this round by talking about Caroline Rosa versus Lara Procopio. So Rosa making her UFC debut at 11-3. She's got five wins by stoppage and is only 24 years old. Procopio also making her debut 6-0. She's coming out of Shudo Brazil, which is a pretty high-level competition. She's only 23 years old. So uh, obviously you've got to be impressed by the number of stoppages of Rosa but that regional scene in Brazil sometimes can be really hard to gauge. Is it something you think she can bring with her to the UFC? Uh, not really, man. I, I think uh, the, the, how do you say that, the, the losses she had in our, on our record are against Larissa Pacheco and uh, Melissa Gatto. Uh, those are some really legit. I think those are legit fighters, man. She has also lost to Gisele Moreira, but she uh, avenged that uh, earlier this year. I don't see it happening, man. I think uh, no, no. I don't want to talk uh, Carl Rosa down, but she's pretty much on this card because her teammate Jessica Andrade is uh, fighting in the main event, and uh, she she is signed after after that was uh, announced. If you could look at Lara Procopio, much more impressive so far. I think I saw her fights in Shuto Brazil. Those are two decisions, but it was pretty impressive what I saw. So um, I, I don't think uh, Rosa can uh, can put their game against uh, Procopio, in my opinion. I don't think so either. I think she's got a, probably a little bit of an advantage with her hand speed, but I think she's got a real disadvantage in her grappling because Procopio can really wrestle, um, and, and she's got some good top game as well. So I'm going to go by, with Procopio by decision here. How about you? Yeah, I'm with you there, man. Again, I'm oh, sorry. Man, we, are, <laughs> we are killing it. So let's let's uh, see if we get a different one on these last two. So the next fight we got is Andre Sukumta versus Muderji Su. So Su is 0-1. He got armbarred by Luis Smolka in his fight. But that was 
nearly a year ago at this point in time. Uh, Andre Sukumta, only 2-4 and four in the UFC, but he's got some losses to some really high-level guys like Sugar Sean O'Malley, Alejandro Perez, and he also beat Luke Sanders. So, obviously, the level of competition for Andre Sukumta is the reason why his record looks so rough, but do you think he has enough here to get it done against the guy who is definitely a lower level of competition than some of those people? For sure, man, honestly, man. I think, uh, for example, the Alejandro Perez fight was bad decision. The Sean O'Malley fight, he got pretty much dominated in the first two rounds, but he should have won that the third round, as we all know. And uh, Montel Jackson, that was a pretty... Uh, was a difficult fight for him, and uh, he lost that pretty convincingly, I think. If you look at uh, Sumudarji, uh, the Tibetan guy, uh, he didn't look bad against Louis Smolka in his debut. Let's not forget that he did pretty well on the ground with Louis Smolka, but uh, he got sub- submitted in the second round. Uh, he, he he trained in, uh, I think he trained in uh, Grozny for this fight, uh, Sumudarji. Um, Nah, man, I think Sukumthad, uh, experience, uh, better guy all around, and uh, he got to win this one, man, to stay in the UFC, I think, and uh, I think he will do that. Yeah, I, I think that that's the big piece, too, right? Because, like, Sue has got... It's got very exciting striking, but he also does some kind of, like, silly stuff, right? Like, he throws spinning kicks in places where he doesn't really need to throw spinning kicks and stuff like that. Sukumthad knows how much is on the line during this fight, I think he winds up fighting a super smart fight. Maybe not the most exciting fight, but a fight where he wins a lot of points. And, and I'm going to take him here by decision. Okay, I'm taking Sukumtat by, mm, I think, a TKO in the, in the late third round. All right, so that brings us to our last one, which is uh, Bajarel Dana versus Hilly Alatang. Both these guys making their debut. Dana, 6-1. He's a Mongolian guy. He's kind of fought some lower-level competition with the exception of a fight where he did beat Kai Kara France six years ago, and he hasn't fought in a year. Alatang, 12-7-1, although he is 8-1-1 in his last 10. So he's on a good run, including his only loss to being to Kaya Sukara, who just beat Koji Araguchi. He also fights Song, Song Yadong, which was, again, six years ago, and he hasn't fought in a year. So neither of these guys have fought in a year. It's kind of a couple of weird signings. Give me something that impresses you about either of these guys. That's that's so hard, man, because these are pretty much uh, unknown for everybody. I think if you don't don't really follow the 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 Asian circuit, the regional Asian circuit. So um, what I know, both guys have lost to the same guy, Basanku Dalampuraf. Um, yeah, what you said, man, Bad Girl Dana, he has a win over Kaikara France, but that is years ago, so how can you, uh, how do you say that, how can you look at that, right? Right. Um, and, yeah. And and for me here, too, you know, it's hard to tell, because I think both guys are pretty hittable when you watch them, you know, if you watch any tape on either of them, they both look hittable, they both seem to have knockout power, too, which one of you do you think can land the big shot first? <sighs> it's such a hard choice man but if i have to pick somebody to win this fight i'd probably go with highly Tang. but man th- th- this is so hard to predict because we we don't know too much about these guys man i think so I- i'm taking Alatang in this one and probably by i think i think it will be a stoppage this fight so i'm going with the tko in the second round but uh don't uh don't put your money on it all right, so I can't believe this is happening. It's a it's a prelim picker first. Uh, we're gonna pick every single one of these fights the same because I like Haliella Tang as well here because I think he's got slightly better footwork. 
And I think Denad just leaves his chin up a little bit too high. It's shocking that we just went through a whole show where I didn't have any disagreements on a fight that so few people know about. So maybe we're geniuses. Maybe we're not that smart at all. But regardless, Marcel, thank you so much for the time for joining us. Uh, once again, make sure to follow uh, Marcel on Twitter at BigMarcel24. He breaks news way more often than anybody you know. So make sure that you are following the big guy. Thanks so much for the time, Marcel. Thanks for having me, man. And uh, really, really fun to do this with you.